Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the From the Sideline Podcast with Francis and Peter. And today we're going to be going over our overreactions from week one, the Seahawks, and finally moving on to college football. If you're new here, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you listen to the whole episode. Hit that follow button and listen to our previous episodes. If you're coming back, thank you so much. And same thing, listen to the full episode. Let's so let's get right, right in. into it. Uh, let's start off with some overreactions. So, Peter, what's give me one overreaction, like one takeaway that you got from this week one. First of all, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be probably a 13 or 14 win team. I mean, they looked great in that game against the Giants. 40 to nothing. Their defense was stellar and their offense was functioning pretty well, I'd say. Like, it's definitely on the probably top 10 of the league. But the defense looked incredible and the Giants really never had a chance. I don't think this is going to be a good year for them. I think that Daniel Jones deal was a mistake. What do you think, Francis? Okay, talking about this Dallas Cowboys team, obviously their defense looked like the better part of the ball. Do you think that this defense can lead this team to, you know, how far do you think this defense can take them? I mean, after seeing that first game, I think they can go all the way to the Super Bowl. I think they, I really think they have that potential. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, they just have so many studs on that defense. And the people that you wouldn't really think are that notable are still super great, and they would be probably one of the more notable players on another defense. And they just really work really good together as a cohesive unit. And I think defense wins championships, as they say, and I think their offense is not bad, and it could definitely lead them to getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't want to, like... I know this is an overreaction segment, but I don't want to overreact too much because the Giants just like really aren't that good. But um, I do think that I know the Cowboys are uh, really overhyped going into the season always, but I think if any year is to be their year, it's this year. I think this is the best roster they've had in a while. Their defense, you know, they added Stephon Gilmore. Their secondary and uh, pass rush looks really good. Micah Parsons is unstoppable in that game. But their offense, I don't really know. If they're going against an elite offense I don't and the defense can't really stop them that well I don't really know how much their offense can lead them like Dak Prescott I still think is definitely not a top 10 quarterback fringe top 15 quarterback he's just like a pretty like like barely above average quarterback in the NFL right now and then Tony Pollard is a pretty pretty new uh pretty new running back on the scene so I don't really know how good he can be this year and, like, offensive weapons-wise, like, receiving weapons, C.D. Lamb. But besides C.D. Lamb, like, I know they have other guys, but it's just really... Yeah, but, I mean, like, Gallup's, like... Gallup's, he's, like, an average receiver, if anything. Like, probably not even above average. He's, like, might even be a little below average, to be honest. He hasn't really done anything in his whole career. But C.D. Lamb is really good, so... Yeah, I don't know if I don't. Their offense can be like like Peter said, top ten material, but their defense. We'll see how far they can lead them. I wanted to talk about uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, how he's going to be MVP or like he's the best quarterback in the AFC East. But let's not overreact to Tua, okay? You see his offensive weapons. He has like the three fastest wide receivers in the NFL. And, like, how, how are defenses in secondary supposed to stop Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? Always one of them is going to be open. And, I mean, yeah, Tua's a good quarterback. He's accurate. He, his arm is pretty good, but he also he's a lefty, and his, his decision-making sometimes isn't the best. But, 
I mean, that was one game. We'll see what the Dolphins can do. But Peter wants to say something. I totally agree with Francis. I think if you look at Tua from a physical standpoint, nothing really stands out. He has a below average arm. He's an accurate passer, but he's on the shorter end. He's not the best runner. I just think nothing really stands out about him besides his accuracy, I guess. And I know he did great in the first game, but his weapons like Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. I mean, those are two of the best receivers in the league, I'd say. I really believe in Jalen Waddle. I think he's a great receiver, mm-hmm. maybe even top 10. So I feel like Tua really has everything perfectly set out for him, but I just don't think he's really that great of a quarterback. Yeah, and pe- saying he's better than Josh Allen is kind of crazy. People overreact to recency bias so much. Like, Josh Allen did have a bad game, and yeah, I watched that, and his decisions weren't the best, but... Let's not forget who, like, Josh Allen is a top-five quarterback easily in the NFL. And Tua is, he's just not there yet. And But, I, I mean, it was kind of crazy to think about that at one point last season when he got injured that most people were saying that he's never going to play a snap of football again in his life. So it's kind of cool seeing him now thriving in Miami. But who even is their running back? Raheem Mostert? Yeah, Mostert. Raheem, oh, but Raheem Mostert's also, like, the fastest running back in the league, too. So they have, like, the fastest offense in the NFL, so defenses are obviously going to have a hard time with that, but I don't know. We'll see. If I had to do a record prediction for the Dolphins, I would say uh, I would say 12 wins for the Dolphins. Okay, Peter, I wanted to ask you about the Jets. So obviously we've seen that Aaron Rodgers went down, like, the first five minutes. Uh, so what do you think of this Jets team? How far will they go? What will they do this season? Like we said in the earlier episode, I think it was the last one. I mean, it's kind of what we said, just minus Aaron Rodgers, which is a really big part of the Jets. We saw how Josh or Zach Wilson was last year. He was not great. Everyone was calling him the worst quarterback in the league, a huge bust. But now all the pressure's on him, and all he really has to do is be decent, hit his throws to Garrett Wilson, hand the ball to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. They have so many weapons on that offense. So if he can just be decent and execute simple things, I feel like the Jets are still going to be a playoff team. But as we saw last year, he's not like that a lot of the time. He makes dumb decisions, and he's just not that good of a quarterback. Francis, what do you think? Yeah, I mean... I agree with everything you said, but, like, the Jets, like, every single team in the NFL's goal at the end of the season is to win a Super Bowl every single year, unless you're, like, tanking. But, I mean, teams that tank are just losers, I guess. But every team is really going for a Super Bowl, no matter how good they are. And with Aaron Rodgers going down, their Super Bowl chances are just, like, down to basically zero. But, honestly, I kind of believe in Zach Wilson. Not to win a Super Bowl, but to lead them to do good things and give the Jets fan hope. Like, he was the number two overall pick in the draft for a reason. I always think about I always think about when players drafted super highly, but they don't pan out that well in the first couple years of their career. But I always have faith in them because the scouts knew what they were doing with them. So the players that are drafted this highly at number two overall, I think he can be something special, but he just it hasn't really clicked for him yet. But he has, like Peter said, all the offensive weapons in the world. I think the best offensive weapons in the NFL. If Dalvin Cook, who was like a top five running back two seasons ago, is your running back number two, then I think your offense is like really just different. And then Garrett Wilson, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. This is the best offense in the NFL and even a good offensive line. So Zach Wilson just, yeah, like, like Peter said, I agree with everything he says. He just has to be a decent quarterback. But if I had to predict their record, 
Uh, I, I don't see them getting over. I think nine wins is my prediction for them. All right, we're going to be doing a new game. We didn't do an episode last week, so we couldn't really do it. But uh, we're doing we're picking one lock for this weekend and then two underdogs. So basically, if you get one, your if you get your lock correct, then you get one point. If you get one of your uh, underdogs correct, you get two points. And then if you get your lock wrong, you lose three points. So Peter's gonna start us off here. All right, first starting off with my lock, I got the 49ers over the Rams. I know the Rams won week one against the Seahawks, my team. I was there. The Seahawks just played super bad. But watching that 49ers game, seeing that 49ers game, they're such a good team. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey, their defense, Nick Bosa locked up on that deal. They're insane. I don't think there's a chance that the Rams win this game. Next, going to be moving on to my first underdog. I got the Jags over the Chiefs. I know it's a little risky. I know that the Chiefs are have been one of the best teams in the league for a couple years now. But I really think I see some in this Jags team, and I don't know if the Chiefs are going to bounce back. Trevor, I think he's going to continue getting better. I think he'll for sure be top five, maybe even three by the end of this season. Uh, Christian Kirk, great receiver. I know they paid him a lot of money, but he's proved them right. And then you got Travis Etienne in the backfield. But the Chiefs, I mean, I don't know if Travis Kelsey's playing this week. I think he is, but I don't think they're going to bounce back. I mean, they just did not look good week one, and I think the Jags are a better opponent. So I'm going to have the Jags over the Chiefs in that one. And as my final underdog, I have the Falcons over the Packers. For me personally, I don't really know why this is an underdog. I mean, I know the Falcons weren't that good yet last year, but the Packers lost Aaron Rodgers. They have Jordan Love, who I think is a decent quarterback. I think he could be good, but Bijan Robinson, amazing running back. You also got Tyler Algier. I just think they're going to be a good team this year, and I think this is kind of where it all starts for them. So, got the Falcons out of the Packers. Francis, let's hear your picks. Okay, so my lock is going to be the Giants over the Cardinals. Uh... Like, I know I was talking bad about the Giants earlier, but the Cardinals are even worse, man. And when I say even worse, I mean, like, a lot, a lot worse. Like, the worst team in the NFL, for sure. Honestly, I don't even remember who they started at quarterback last week, but it's probably going to be the same guy. Uh, I'm I'm actually trying to think about it, but, like, it wasn't Colt McCoy. I don't even remember who it was, uh, but I just know he's not good. Um with Kyler Murray being out for so long, the Cardinals are just predicted to be the worst team in the NFL by far. Their defense is terrible. Their offense is terrible. There's no standout players on the team, and their jerseys are terrible. So the Giants are going to take that one. And I need Saquon Barkley to go off for my fantasy team. Uh, my first underdog is going to be the Colts over the Texans. And, yeah, it was surprising to me, too, that the Colts were favorites over the Texans. Like, the Colts played really well last week, and the Texans played really bad. The Texans are just a notorious franchise for being really bad, so I don't know how they're favored, but I think Anthony Richardson, if he keeps it up, like he played really good his first his debut game, and I'd like to see him do it again this week. I think I think they can for sure. I think they have a better defense for sure, and overall their offensive weapons are better. Uh, C.J. Stroud didn't look too strong. Damian Pierce isn't a great RB one for them, and besides those two guys, they really don't have anybody else. And finally, my second underdog is going to be the Steelers over the Browns. I know the Steelers played super bad. They looked really bad. But Kenny Pickett looked phenomenal in the preseason. And I hope he can, I hope he can play like that again. With the, but 
the Steelers, their defense is really solid. Their offense weapons are solid. Kenny Pickett is really the only thing that's making them bad. So if he pulls it together, I think they can for sure beat the Browns. And Deshaun Watson looked really bad the first week. I know they have good weapons, but Deshaun Watson played terrible, and their defense isn't even that good. I really disagree with that one, Francis. I think the Browns are just going to destroy the Steelers. They looked horrible week one, and I know it was because of Kenny Pickett, but quarterback is the most important position in football. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett was probably the worst quarterback in the league last week. He was horrible. He really didn't do anything good at all. And I think I don't think he's just going to magically turn that around, regardless of how good he did look in the preseason against backup. So I really disagree with that take. Well, I think any quarterback, regardless how good they are, will look that bad against the 49ers defense. So, I mean, like, the 49ers easily have the best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. It's just there's nothing you can do to stop Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and all those guys, all those dogs. Everything about their defense is amazing. But the Browns' defense is a different story, which is why I could see Kenny Pickett pulling it off this week. And even though I do think the Browns will probably win, I don't think they'll blow them out of the water. I think it's going to be really close either way, a one-possession game for sure, in my opinion. I think the Steelers are going to pull this one out, though. All right, next we're going to be shifting to college football. We're going to be talking about our college football rankings, top 10. The AP poll came out on Sunday. So, Francis, let's see what you got. All right, my number 10 is going to say the same. It's Alabama. They looked pretty bad against Texas. I don't like their quarterback. He's more of a run-first type, run first type quarterback. And, I mean, like, everybody's so high on him, but I really don't see it. Obviously, Alabama's a really good program, but this is the worst they looked in years. Their offensive weapons are just, like, mid in college football. Their defense is good, but not good enough to stop Texas at all. So, they got the number 10 slot. My number 9 is also going to stay the same at Notre Dame. I love Sam Hartman. Uh, Joe Alt, they have the best. I think they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I'm sorry, college football. Joe Alt, probably going to be a top five pick. Uh, I think him or Olu Fashanu are the two best offensive linemen in, in college football. You can pick which one you like more. Uh, honestly, I like Olu more, but Joe Alt is amazing. Their offensive line is spectacular. Sam Hartman has so much time in the pocket, and their defense is really good. Number eight, I have Texas. Now, AP has them at number four, but I have them at number eight. Yeah, I know they played really good against Alabama, but like I said, I don't even think Alabama... Their team is even that good. I just haven't seen enough from Quinn Ewers yet to put them at a number four slot, um, let alone top seven. So I have them at number eight. Their defense looks, uh, their defense looks strong. Their offensive weapons, not so much. But Quinn Ewers looked really good when he's on. He's on. But I don't know if he can be this consistent for the rest of the season. Number seven at Florida State. Now AP has them at number three. I think they're super overhyped right now. They beat LSU, which I think is a really bad team. Uh, I really like Jordan Travis, his his mobility and his decision-making and how he uses his feet and footwork is really spectacular. I think he honestly has the best footwork for a quarterback in the college football right now, but his decision-making is just not it sometimes. Uh, Their defense is all right. I mean, Jared Verse is spectacular, obviously, but their defense besides him is just pretty all right. And their weapons are not that great. Overall, as a team, I have them at number seven. Oh, yeah, they do have Keon Coleman. He's really good, yeah, for sure, Keon Coleman. Uh, so number six, I have UW. Oh, no, no, sorry, Ohio State. Uh, AP has them at number five, I believe. 
Ohio State just doesn't have a quarterback, so without a quarterback, you really can't really go that far. I don't think they deserve a college football uh, college football playoff spot right now. So I have them at number five or number six, sorry. But obviously their their weapons are insane. Marvin Harrison, undoubtedly the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in a while. Marvin Harrison Jr. honestly looks better than his dad, who is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. And the Emeka Egbuka out of Washington State, he's going to be a top 20 pick as well. And then their defense, uh, JT, uh, look, you don't know how to pronounce his last name. but Tumalau. Yeah, whatever. But he's from uh, Eastside, Eastside Catholic. Catholic out of Washington State as well. But, I mean, yeah, their defense looks spectacular, but it's just their quarterback. That's the problem for me. Number five, I have UW. They're ranked number eight right now. I think they're really underhyped because of the difficulty of their um, of their calendar so far. But just watching them every single game and watching other teams, they just look better. Michael Penix, I think, is a elite quarterback in college football playoffs right now, or college football right now. I think he's top three quarterbacks, no bias even. I know he's a lefty, but he's super accurate, most accurate quarterback right now. And his decision-making, his arm, his pocket presence is just insane. And Romo Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, all phenomenal wide receivers. Romo Dunze probably going in the first round. And then even the even the running backs, the running, the defense, Braylon Trice. Um, yeah, Asa Turner, all those guys, they're really good. And so I think I have them at number five. I think they have a good shot at making the college football playoffs. Four, Penn State. I think they're at seven right now. Um, but I really like their quarterback. Really love Kalen King. Honestly, think he's the best cornerback in this upcoming draft class. And like I said, Olu Fashanu. They're just stacked with a bunch of really good players. And yeah, I have them at number four. Number three, USC. USC honestly isn't even that great of a team. I think UW has a better roster. But Caleb Williams, man, he's easily the best quarterback in the in college football right now. Easily. So I think that's how far a quarterback can take. You got them at number three. And then my two and one are the same as AP, Michigan and Georgia. J.J. McCarthy looks spectacular right now. Uh, and then Georgia just always has a phenomenal roster. All right, your turn, Peter. All right. Uh, at the bottom end of the top ten, starting off with Tennessee, uh, a lot of people I think are going to be surprised that I don't have Alabama here. But I feel like... This is really the end of the Nick Saban era. I mean, obviously, he's the greatest coach in college football history, but they're really falling off as a team, and I feel like if you watch them, their players aren't as good of quality as the other as the other as they used to be in their past teams. And I just feel like if it's been like this for two years straight, I don't know if they're just going to go back to normal. So I have them out of the top 10 for now. But Tennessee at 10, I think they're a great team. I mean, Joe Milton, everyone knows how strong his arm is. Their team is really good, cohesive unit, and I think they could be sneaky good again. Like, they just snuck up into the top five last year. They beat Alabama. So I think they might go on a run like that again. That's why I have them at number 10. Notre Dame, the Independence. Their schedule is very interesting. They've played a lot of teams. They played in Week 0. I also think their defense is really good. So is their offense. They're a great cohesive unit, just like Tennessee. And, yeah, I feel like they're definitely worthy of the top 10 spot. I think that's that's what they're ranked, number 9 on the AP poll. So I have them the same. Penn State at 8. I feel like Penn State gets a little overrated. Like Francis, I'd say overrated him. Overrated them. 
Because, I mean, they're a good team, but Drew Aller, I'm really not sure about him yet. Like, everyone's saying that he's a, such a good quarterback, but he hasn't really done anything major to prove it yet. Sure, he's had a couple good throws, he's played a couple good games, and he's played decent. He hasn't done bad, but i just like to see some more from him. Above them at number seven, I have Washington, my home team, Francis's home team. I feel like this is a little low for them, even though they're ranked at eight on the A people. Like he said, they're just a good, they're a great team. And their offense is electric. I'd say it's top three in college football. Jalen McMillan, Romeo Dunze, Michael Penix throwing the ball. They have so many options. And I feel like the only thing that's holding them back is their defense. But if Braylon Trice can get going, if their defensive backs and pass rush get a little bit better... I feel like it's going to be a nightmare for every opponent that they play this year. At six, we've got Texas. I think they're a little overrated. Quinn Ewers is great. He's okay, or he's great, but he's not the best quarterback. I know he was a 1.0 rated prospect. He was the, one of the greatest prospects in college football or in high school football history, but I don't feel like he's playing up to his true potential right now. I feel like he's hiding a little bit of something. So I'd like to see him let loose a little more, show his true self, make some risky decisions. So I think Texas is a great team, and I think this is a little low for them, but there's just so many good teams this year. At five, we've got Florida State. Like Francis said, I think they're overrated. They're just not They're not that top three team like everybody is saying. Jordan Travis is an amazing quarterback. Keon Coleman, an amazing, amazing, amazing wide receiver. If you watch the Florida State um, LSU game, I feel like you would have seen it. Keon Coleman, an amazing receiver. Jordan Travis, that offense is insane. Their defense holding them back just a little bit, but I think this is a good spot for them just outside of the college football playoff. USC at four. If you have the Heisman winner on your team and you're undefeated, you're easily a top four team. And I feel like USC could really make it to the national championship game this year. When you have an opportunity like that with the best quarterbacks in college football, easily going to be the number one pick. I feel like you have to capitalize on that. And I feel like if you have a great coach like Lincoln Riley, they're going to get the job done. So they have a real shot at going all the way here. And then in my top two, I don't feel like I need to elaborate on this very much, but we got Georgia at one and then Michigan at two. It's pretty obvious. I think everybody's seen through the season how they are. So I don't feel the need to elaborate too much, but Georgia, everyone knows how good their defense is. Their offense is great. And then Michigan, J.J. McCarthy's the only little weak link, but he's still a good quarterback, and the rest of their team is just amazing. So... All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Like I said, please come back for more. Listen to our uh, recent episodes. Make sure you hit that follow button, notification bell. Me and Peter are super grateful for all you guys. Uh, Yeah, Thank you so much for listening. Come back for more. Bye.